Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Mainstream Boy. I'm your host Jonathan and this week I'm joined once again by none other than our pal Spencer to talk about two new release films. This week we go back to high school in a conservative Indiana town where the PTA has banned same-sex couples from attending the prom. Meryl Streep and James Corden lead the comedy musical directed by Glee creator Ryan Murphy in The Prom. Next, we open up a storybook to experience some incredible hand-drawn animation where a young girl transforms into a wolf and must protect the pack from her father whose job it is to rid them from the forest. Sean Bean stars in the Apple TV Plus original film, Wolf Walkers. When are you going to get the new Xbox? When it's fucking available. When was the last time you checked? Black Friday, I think. Probably. So it's been like three weeks. Why? Did you just get it? I honestly haven't looked. No, I honestly haven't looked since like the pre-order day happened back in September. And <sighs> it just crashed all the sites and you couldn't pre-order it. I haven't looked since then just because I've heard that it's just it's been sold out everywhere. And like they'll get random shipments to GameStop or Walmart and then they'll sell out within like two yeah, hours. Yeah, it, it, I wouldn't even waste your time until like... They're readily available, and you could just go into a Walmart any given day. And I'm in no rush, to be honest. Like I'm, I'm fine waiting until like the next version of the Xbox Series X comes out. Oh to get. Jesus! I, mean, I don't know if I. I'm sure there's going to be like an updated <laughs> version in like a year or two. I mean, I, I, don't, I would prefer not to wait that long, but, uh, geez, like five hundred dollars though retail price up front, and like there's only one game available for it right now. Well, you can't just play like like Rocket League and Fortnite on there or whatever. I mean, sure, but there's no like exclusive. Right, so, okay, how about this? Like when the new Halo game comes out, I, I want the new Xbox. For oh, me. absolutely, dude. From uh, that... But that's not going to be until mid next year, dude. Fuck me, man. I I don't understand. It, it's the main reason why they came out at the same time is because PlayStation was going to come out. You know, I don't. I think it they could have waited. Yeah, console wars. Console wars. But the whole thing with um. I don't know if you've been reading about what's going on in the news right now with the new game that just came out called Cyberpunk. I don't know anything about it. No. I know that it exists, though. Yeah, it's like this big RPG, like uh, futuristic Grand Theft Auto first-person shooter type game. Just came out. It takes place in like 2077, so it's all like sci-fi. Um, but it's like an open-world game with like a ton of like storylines, and it's supposed to be this like next-gen console game with amazing graphics and like 4K HDR and like. 120 frames per second or maybe even more than that and they're finding that like they're playing this game on the next gen consoles and it still looks like a playstation 2 game dude what the fuck just because the game came out and it was all like buggy and patchy and uh it was really only meant to be a pc game and somehow like that's really troubling dude the fact that like so people are pissed because this was supposed to be like a huge like next gen console like selling point and the game comes out and it's only looking good on pc for people and like that's it i don't want it like which is like ooh. and i there was a time where i was like yeah i do want to kind of gonna build a pc so i can game but like i'm never a hardcore gamer enough to the point where i would learn mouse and keyboard after using controller for years you know so I, if i were to build a pc which i know nothing about i've literally we've both been imac shills or just mac apple shills since like 2000 what are you calling us apple so, what apple chills shill yeah exactly just the people <laughs> who are obsessed with yeah, apple well, and only get apple i mean you if you listen to the end of the podcast anytime i try to plug a plug a podcast <laughs> platform that's on an android device yep. yet out. all we do is complain about uh, apple products as well but yeah i mean that's fair but with uh with apple uh 
it just doesn't it, it's too much of like a swiss army knife it's so good at everything it's master of none so like we are both editors this imac i've been doing this huge editing project it, it sucks i literally uh, like sucks, it's dude. honestly like it's so hard to uh edit the footage that i want to edit on like you need that like pc that can handle all that stuff no and that's the thing like i actually do know a fair amount about like i could build a pc like i could do it um like i know all the i have no idea yeah i know all the stuff i would need and kind of what's good and what's not uh but i just haven't pulled the trigger on it so it was supposed to be a thing like me and my dad were gonna do it together it's be like a father-son type deal um but <laughs> did he bail out on that or did you no it was kind of me because like i was like ah, i'll just get the mac mini it seems like it'd be a good option um and i just it'll work with all my devices and whatever and obviously like a big freaking like a pc is not a small device i don't have room for it but yeah back to xbox like what the fuck are they doing i don't know i don't know i'm just on i i can't say i'm surprised that uh all of the consoles are selling out like this crazy but then again we are in a pandemic people are staying home they they want they new something to do entertainment yeah uh it just, I think it backfired, and maybe not backfired, but just like, I don't know. I think people it, it could have been a lot smoother. Oh, hundred percent. But that's the thing with like next gen, like you can't expect everything to go perfectly at first. Like maybe they'll they'll kind of Which pick is, up their yeah. pick up their feet a little bit and figure it out. But and I think that brings me back, circle back around to the point that I was trying to make. <laughs> Happy to wait <laughs> a little while longer for the real stuff to start happening i mean if if we can wait for that just like we've waited for all these big box office movies that have gotten pushed for a year or two years or whatever the hell like i don't know when we're gonna see fast and furious 10 but i'm willing to wait five six more years for it um i don't really give a shit fast nine is (laughs) fast nine is still scheduled to come out in uh, may or april of 2021 but can't wait uh and it's universal and universal has been one of like the few studios that are doing that like in theaters and then three weeks later vod um whereas warner brothers is just yeah everything hbo max and theaters same day you saw that uh what's his name was not happy about uh the hbo max deal uh everyone's not happy well, the, christopher the, nolan's not happy yeah. uh didn't even yeah, was thinking of uh which it makes sense yeah. i mean they they make these movies they put all their passion into it and they're like yeah we'll just throw it on hbo max in their mind that's what they're doing well, the studio legendary pictures the studio that uh heavily funded the converse uh godzilla movie and dune like they they pretty much put up a majority of the fundings for this movie the budget wise and they had no say on whether this movie was gonna be in theaters only or the hbo max debut as well like they weren't uh consulted whatsoever i mean think about it it's like initially and this has never been a thing before so it's not something you're like and contractually obligated to figure out ahead of time when you're like starting the production so i can imagine they had to cut corners you know what I mean with the right. So I don't know. It's 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 really it sucks. Like it's it's just kind of the situation we're in though, where we have to make they have to make some money. I'm sure they'll pay back the investors For at sure. the very least, but they're not going to make extra money on these. Well, I mean that's what they were doing initially with uh, they were um, some major studios had these tentpole movies like James Bond and Godzilla vs King Kong, and they were. <sighs> Yeah, basically yeah. searching for streaming options with Apple and Netflix as in just will you buy out our potential box office run and then you know that's a lot of money imagine for movies like that though that's like it's that's a lot to ask <laughs> I mean yeah. King Kong versus Godzilla they wanted like 250 million I think that was like an offer uh and then they couldn't obviously because the Warner Brothers deal but James Bond no time to die they wanted 800 million dollars that's insane you can't ask for that 
<laughs> for either Apple TV uh, or Apple, yeah, Apple TV Plus or Netflix, and they said no. But think about it. I mean, Spectre, Skyfall, Casino Royale. These are all maybe not Casino Royale, but I know Skyfall 100% was a billion dollar plus grossing movie at the box office. Spectre, I think, got close. I think maybe 800 to 900 million. But like, you gotta pay for the box office that it could have gotten if it went to theaters no absolutely and that that's where it's going to be hard to kind of get a middle ground with these type of things it's like i I just don't know how these movies make money aside from the streaming platform playing paying for them maybe some advertising and whatnot but yeah so like when it comes to these streaming movies don't you just kind of forget about them after a week (laughs) there's like a, a week or two of hype and then and then like the next thing comes out and you just don't care anymore whereas like Avengers comes out in theaters, a bunch of word of mouth, and they're still advertising and marketing everywhere, and you keep going back to see it. It's just not the same deal on a streaming platform, I don't think. So, I mean, and that's the big calling to save the theatrical experience because it's like, uh, I mean, out of 2020, all the movies that we sat and watched at home, I mean, VOD, like, like at-home same-day premieres, uh, movies that we were kind of looking forward to that could have been seen in theaters that we all got on demand – uh they are i mean even despite how good of the movie was like you do forget about it yeah it's pretty forgettable because you, you watched it at home whereas like when it's a going to the movies it's like you're driving somewhere you're sitting down and you, you have an experience you're paying for like an experience you're with people and then you can talk about the movie afterwards there's a whole like discourse sure. like and go to applebee's get half price apps severely... it's, it's ruined oh for sure and that's lost with the streaming game uh so, so we need people out there that yeah. respect that experience and they want to have a memory in their mind that's not, okay, I sat down on my couch, took my pants off, watched a Bill and Thorne movie. I went out to the theater with my family, my girlfriend, my whatever, boyfriend, went to Applebee's after, had a good old time, threw up in the parking lot. You can't do that at home. But still, I mean, think about it. If you, <laughs> you can remember seeing a movie if it was at the theater, then I guarantee like any of the movies we watched this year. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, on demand. Like, I don't even remember watching Scoob, but yet I remember <laughs> us going to the theaters to see The Other Woman in 2014, the Kate Upton, Cameron Diaz movie, then going to the Applebee's afterwards. I don't remember <laughs> seeing that in theaters. We saw that in theaters. Are you sure? Oh, well, we saw that in theaters. Yep. Holy shit. Oh, good lord. Back when it was a beta company. Yeah, they were, they were always a beta company. Let's be real. They've been terrible from start to finish. Actually, in the beginning, they were good. Then they got terrible. Speaking of movies, uh, this is Mainstream Boy, the show where we watch the new release films of the week. Uh, typically, hof- well, in the future, hopefully watch them in theaters. But it seems the way the world's been going nowadays, we watch them at home on streaming platforms. Grab a bucket of popcorn. Maybe get some Chinese food or something. Some delivery. Maybe some, some Uber Eats. Well, we are at home. Yeah, sorry. I was... I'm always thinking like theater foods, <laughs> and if anybody bought Chinese food into a movie theater, oh, I would, I would hate that person. Punch them in yeah, I hate that person. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not punch him in the face. That's dramatic, but I would. Oh, that would smell the entire theater up so Dude, bad. I was on an airplane <laughs> one time, and someone pretty much did that, and I just, I was. They were sitting right in front of me, and it was like they were eating out of like a paper bag. It was like disgusting, and it smelled bad. Yeah. Don't do that. That's if gross. you ever, if you're on an airplane, don't just, just don't fucking do that. Please, don't fucking do that. No one likes you. Bring a screaming kid for all I care. Don't eat gross food. Sure. Get some, uh, get some, you know, some Uber Eats and eat it. Watch your movie. Maybe a liter of uh, Doctor Pib from Walmart. Ew. <laughs> I don't know. Well, sorry, we're not eating rice cakes and sparkling water, Spencer. But some of us have to enjoy ourselves when we watch these movies. Sit down on the couch, take your pants off. Then we get together on Zoom talk about them shoot the shit me and spencer have a good old time 
Uh, but this week we had some some pretty some pretty A list movies. Spencer, are you excited about any of these? Um, possibly. Yeah, why don't we jump into the prom here, Spencer? Uh, came out on Netflix and selects theaters at the exact same time. How about that? Uh, first time for everything here. Sixty three percent critical rating on Rotten Tomatoes as of yesterday. Seventy six audience rating. How do you feel about those <laughs> critical scores, uh, Spencer? Makes sense. Uh, when I watched the movie, the IMDb score was much lower. I think it was at a five point one. Oh, uh, so really? When? Was, but then again, so it went up. I when think. you watch these movies, like when they first come out, no one's seen them at that point. It always takes days. Honestly, sometimes even weeks for shows to finally pick up and catch steam. Like the Queen's Gambit, I remember basically watching that in the first couple of days. No one was talking about it. Now it's like the most talked about show of the yeah, year. So huge. it's like it takes a while. And so it looks like the prom is finally kind of generating some uh, discussion because it's gone up almost uh, a full grade in the uh, IMDb, 6.2 yep. now instead of 5.1. Uh, 62% uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It makes sense. I mean, this is... It's not surprising to me. Yeah, but I, like, can, I, I can see why. It's not surprising. It's it's an upbeat, positive film with a really good message. like, And it's... With A-list Yeah, talent. Meryl Streep's in it. James Corden, who is pretty universally liked, I would i think at least i don't think he's got much hate um keegan he's got a lot of hate actually really <laughs> james Corden? There's why a, there's a lot of reports there's a lot of reports out there that that apparently he's just like a very insufferable come like, on bully. he's so nice uh, he can't really dude have you seen I don't have you know. watched I've, his I've show i've never worked with him never never met him so i have no say oh, that... in that in that aspects but there's been reports and there's been some uh discussion uh, I could I could actually share with you a clip that I watched recently of him and Patrick Stewart going back and forth at some award show. I would like, like to see taking that. Jabs. Okay, I'd like to see that. Um, got a little awkward at one point, but uh, I think they've cleared the beef. But I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't fuck with Patrick Stewart, but uh, you know, James no, Corden wants to you know, get his feet, get his hands dirty, then go for it. Um, but yeah, we also got uh, Meryl Streep, James Corden, Nicole Kidman, Carrie Washington in this movie plays a total bitch terrible mother in this movie who just uh has very right-wing values and doesn't believe in pretty much you know gay rights and whatnot so that's interesting but i do believe spencer this is a play on broadway originally which i don't know when it came out but it's i assume it's been on broadway for a number of years playing the same songs i'm all i'm assuming all this stuff i didn't do any research um, but the film follows a troop of hilariously self-obsessed theater stars that swarm into a small conservative Indiana town in support of a high school girl who wants to take her girlfriend to prom. How about that? Directed by Ryan Murphy, who's done a lot of stuff that we have seen in the past. He did Glee, which, by the way, four actors from that show are dead now. So maybe Ryan Murphy is just bad news and bad luck for everybody involved. I don't know um but he well then again he has like 17 shows in the works <laughs> so like, i did i didn't I realize he was a, i think he's doing just fine yeah he's doing yeah uh, i mean considering all the stuff so many shows collectively he's doing all right but american horror story i'd say for the most i maybe like 30 40 percent of that show i'm i'm like all right that was good but nowadays i'm just kind of i could i could take it or leave it glee back in the day i really liked but that was growing up i saw it live in new york one time like the whole actual cast was part of the broadway show so that was kind of cool uh, american crime story another good show have you seen uh what was it called the new one newish one 
No, I saw the OJ Simpson one. I didn't see the Versace one. Versace was really good, dude. Especially uh, Penelope Cruz was, was really good in it. But yeah, he did The Normal Heart. You remember that movie, Spencer? It was a good movie back in the day. Dude, we don't need to get into his fucking filmography. <laughs> no, it's it's mainstream boy. <laughs> Talk about the prom. Mainstream boy. <laughs> God damn. And he did 911, which is more of a uh, kind of a mainstream show with Jennifer Love Hewitt. So, And I'd say this movie is kind of right in that realm of mainstream, trying to appeal to everybody. Spencer, go ahead and just give your your thoughts on the prom. You didn't seem too positive about it earlier when I spoke to you, but uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts. It's just not. It's just I don't know. It's not the movie that I want to watch on a Saturday late afternoon. It's just why it's so. It's for some people. It's for people who probably love over the top, glitzy, glamorous, bright, vivid, colorful musicals, uh, where people can just sing their feelings, and it's just you know, it's all you know, sun, sunshine and rainbows with like you know some some thematic material that's that's thrown in there but then it's like all it's all happy and resolved at the end um it's just if that's the style of movie that you want to watch by all means put on the prom on netflix you're gonna love all two hours and 12 minutes of this movie um personally for me i just couldn't get into it i thought it i just did not like the -the over-the-top nature of it i didn't like the glitz and glamour that it was just throwing at your face every two seconds I thought that the actors looked like they were having a great time. Um, it seemed like they were enjoying their roles. Good for them. It has some fun camera work, and it's it's shot very well. You know, it, it, production design, great choreography job. was um, solid. Choreography, right? sure. Yeah. You know, the, some of the, there's only one song that kind of is going over and over in my head. It's like, like there's no dress rehearsal, whatever that one okay. is. Like, what about the one in the it, mall? Something universal. That one seemed pretty. I think they've seen it like four times in the movie. That's the only one that got <laughs> stuck in my head. I cannot name a single other song that was in this movie. Not, yeah, I <laughs> like, can't I don't either. remember any of that. Um, but like, it's just not for me. Um, it's just, it, I like La La Land. I like uh, Grease. I like some Chicago. musicals. Rent. I like Chicago. Uh, I liked Rent. So like, I don't, dislike musicals whatsoever i just maybe the over the top in your face of the musical stuff i just don't really love and that's what this movie is entirely Ah, absolutely it's one of those things where you you're like okay they're about to get into a a conversation here and then they just break out into song and i just it bothers me unless it's done well and i think this movie like you said it's it's musical numbers are just very unimaginative to me they're not that I can't get behind them when the characters are just like cookie cutter versions of human beings where like these people aren't actually relatable in any way. They're just like super smiley all the time and happy and just it's 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 unrealistic to me. And also when you like when you create a high school experience like this, that is just so far from the norm and just like this would never happen. Like the situation in general where like you're not allowing gay people to go to a prom I mean, yeah, that would be a huge deal if that actually happened, but that wouldn't happen. Not in the way that yeah, it... No, no, no. That, this would not... Well, not in this way. No. That, but, like, I mean, I could so many instances where that's happened, and like all across the world in America. Oh, my God. So many instances where that's happened. Yeah, um, but I can't imagine like Carrie Washington's character in real life. I, I don't know, man. It just didn't seem... It's hard to imagine, but yes, no. <laughs> there are monsters out there that do exist that are that go to great lengths to... Uh, <sighs> ruins someone's prom experiences. No, uh, you're right. Regardless you're of right. who they go with, it, it's disgusting. It is. It's, it's it's horrible that this does happen. Um, and it's it's 
I'm I do like that this movie uh, tried to tackle that. Um, I and I gotta say that some of like the more I don't know some of the elements of the movie that I did kind of like, but I think some of the execution it felt extremely like ABC Family. That's the thing like, is uh, I didn't quality. I didn't hate what they were so... doing, but I hated how they did yeah. it. I really didn't exactly. like it. I was is like Same. and like it was just the unrealistic value of it, and it just seemed so preachy at times and stereotypical and just way too much of a happy vibe thrown into something that could have been taken more seriously and be- maybe been just way more imaginative overall. The musical numbers sucked. Yeah. I really didn't like any of them. They just like they're not memorable. No. Like I just I don't remember any of them. I only remember I couldn't tell you a single verse. <laughs> I, I nothing. Not empty mind. Nothing. I just know <laughs> dress rehearsal and universal. Because they rhymed, I'm like, okay, that's cl- like that's the only thing I remember. Just because <laughs> like, they rhymed doesn't mean another... they're good. <laughs> I don't even know what that song is called. No, I have no idea. Um, also, the I scene, in, the yeah. scene in the mall, um, when like, so there's like the popular kids that are like, you know what, I grew up this way, and the Bible says this, the Bible says that, and then the guy is like, uh, well, you can't pick and choose or something like that. Do you remember that scene? Vaguely. I just hate when when movies try to be preachy like that. And then, of course, the characters have it within the realm of the song completely change their values that they've had their entire life. And then they're like, Emma, we're so sorry. You know, I'm so sorry we thought that. It's just like within <laughs> it's four minutes. Yeah. I'm like, yo, mm, hate that. I love High School Musical. I love Chicago. Camp Rock, even back in the day, solid. Demi Lovato. There's, but then again, there's... yeah, you were at that age that this movie is directed at when you saw those movies i wonder if i, I mean, watched glee now if i would even hate that but the thing is about glee is they sing covers they don't sing original musical songs so i'm like okay i like don't stop believing you're not going to ruin that for me right now this movie <laughs> just like i i have to hear these songs for the first time and not hate these characters that's that's a tough sell for me i don't know you did love the greatest showman and i couldn't stand oh, that movie so i don't know phenomenal. that's the thing it's like see that's like, why I, I don't yeah <laughs> there you go you're so back and forth like i can't decide <laughs> i didn't like it is what i'm trying to say and i do really like a lot of musicals so this one just i fucking didn't like it sorry yeah it was just hard to sit through two hours and 12 minutes is far too long for the story uh it also was like i thought it was ending and i was like okay we're getting close and then i yeah, looked at the time yeah. Like I click pause, I think, and I saw that it was like fifty minutes left. I'm like, are you serious? Like we have that oh, it was much over two left hours, I think, dude. I'm pretty sure it was ridiculous. Yeah. It is two hours and twelve minutes. Uh, Not necessary. But I thought it was ended, and I added a whole like almost hour of the movie left. I was like, did you think damn. that? Uh, I will say. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, I will say that I did like uh, Joe Ellen Pellman. Her character, she was like the one that they were kind of making the prom around. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought her performance was really good. She uh, hasn't been in really anything else, and I think she's going to have a massive career. I think she's a phenomenal singer and uh, performer. So um, I think she's going to be huge uh, in the film business or TV business. Um, she was like the but... least conniving and um, just cookie-cutter vert. She was the most human character. Yeah, she, I guess... she was the most human character of the movie. She was the most likable, um, I think, even though... I... But she was acting against Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman <laughs> at times and like to be, never really been in anything and to do that and, and to hold your own like, it's definitely noticeable and uh, same could be said for is, James Corden who's acting alongside yeah, but, Meryl Streep <laughs> but he just I couldn't 
I didn't buy it. And like, anytime he was doing his crying scenes and his over like his over the top portrayal of that character, I just it was and I was it was a choice. I was looking for <laughs> and that. He is getting some blowback. Is it? Ah, no uh, really? Well, I I was looking because you did mention that, and I watched the movie, and I didn't think it was as kind of as bad as I thought that you said it was. But I don't think it was good. Like I, some of the scenes, it just. Yeah. It got better. Yeah. But like it, initially when you first meet his character it's like, "Oh my god." Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Razzie? Is this going to be a Razzie performance nomination? Like what is going on with this character? Yeah. Um as it goes he on it, it, it gets a little I better. respect James yeah. Corden. The guy, I you know, he came from came from England and he has a he has a pretty pretty solid show and I I love some of the bits he does and so I respect him. He's gonna go do movies. He's made some pretty strange choices. He did the Emoji movie, Peter Rabbit, this one, Cats. I do not follow his career. So oh, I really. I, <laughs> I guess I've followed him a lot more than maybe I, most people would. But I only know it when he shows up in his movies. <laughs> I don't. Know. Yeah, James. I haven't seen his talk show. He's yeah, he's funny, dude. He just he does some shit with Gordon Ramsay because they're both English and there's some funny content there. I'm gonna go and grade it because I'm already speaking. Um, I. Don't think this stands up to any of the musicals I've seen over the last couple of years. Moulin Rouge, Chicago. I haven't seen Rent, would like to. It's not good, in my opinion. I I think the performances are just very stereotypical. Stereotypical. Uh, the songs are unimaginative. The story isn't really that great, and uh, I didn't like it. So I'm gonna give it a one and a half out of five. Just uh, not a recommend for me. But like Spencer said, I think there is some people that just love musicals that just won't care about the gripes that we're we're giving this film so you might like it yeah okay one and a half out of five i kind of expected you to maybe get to a three no. with this movie no. uh i was <laughs> no honestly when i watched this movie and after it ended i was like i guarantee i'm gonna be in the minority with this one uh on this episode uh, but actually, you're coming in a little lower than me. I'm going to go wow, okay. uh, two out of five. Uh, Damn. I'd say my experience watching the movie was about a one to a one and a half. But once it was over and you know, I you know, thought about it a little bit more, I think it is technically very well made. I mean, I do. Th- I did really appreciate like the, the cinematography of the movie. It's shot by uh, Matthew um, – oh, what's his name? Uh, Matthew Libatique. Yeah, it shot really well by him, uh, and so he did a great job with the cinematography and production design's good, and the performances, especially Joellen Pellman, she did a great job. Um, so it gets it, it gets to a two out of five. It's still a blah. Yeah, it, it's, movie it's a movie I'd never watch again. It's not personally. Yeah, but it's not made for us. It's not made for people like you and me. No, it's made for the. It's made for theater people, and I never did theater, and neither did you. And uh, maybe we just don't appreciate. I didn't say it. it's made for theater people. It's kind of made for theater. I bet people. theater people hate this movie the most. <laughs> I bet they they really hate this movie. I don't know. For all you theater people listening, and I know there's at least one, let me know if you like this movie in the comments, or just tell me tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Oh wait, we have another movie to talk about. So <laughs> why don't we do that, Spencer? We're gonna have a bit of a change of pace here, talking about a movie that I very much believe will be an Oscar detention or Oscar contention. I couldn't think of the word. Um, for the animated film category uh same filmmakers as song of the sea uh which was nominated for best anime feature 2014 lost to big hero 6 uh it was also going up against princess kagawa and how to turn your dragon 2 so after seeing how to turn your dragon 2 tale of princess kagawa i haven't seen song of the sea but i don't think big hero 6 should have won that but that's just my opinion uh directed by tom moore and ross stewart 
and pretty much just has Sean Bean in terms of big name actors. But the little girl is played by a, a young girl called named Honor Nefsi. So has a 98% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, 100% audience rating, and an 8.3 on IMDb. And you can catch this on Apple TV Plus called Wolf Walkers. How about that, Spencer? What did you uh, what did you think of this movie? Uh, I went into this movie knowing absolutely nothing other than it was a like 2D hand-drawn animation style. Uh, I knew that it was going to be on Apple TV Plus, and I knew that it kind of made the festival circuits, like the virtual uh, festival circuits that happened uh, this past fall, and I got some rave reviews. So, I mean, if I hear that, I'm going to put it in the watch list and wait for it to come out. Luckily, it's on Apple TV+, Plus, so it's pretty accessible for a lot of people. I mean, if you bought an Apple device within the last year, you probably have Apple TV+, Plus, Yes, because uh, I think it comes free, so that's how I was able to watch it. Uh, and this movie is its so good. It's so <laughs> unique. It's different. Uh, the animation style is beautiful, because like literally every single frame, you could tell people put like hundreds and thousands of hours into making that come to life. Uh, just the attention to detail is absolutely amazing, and it's something that I would easily watch again and again just to just to see different things uh, in the animation style. It's it's really really cool. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you, dude. The uh, the critical audience rating, hundred percent. Like I, that's that's really high, but like a movie like this, I think it totally uh, deserves it. It's about a, a little young girl who moves from from England with her father, played by Sean Bean, to Ireland. Uh, to wipe out a wolf pack. Uh, come to find out, she befriends a wolf walker girl who can kind of speak to the to the wolves, and then kind of becomes one herself. So her dad is, you know, trying to kill something that she has become. So you got a little conflict in there, which I really appreciated that conflict. I thought that was a a nice addition to the story. But the animation is really what just blew me away with this one. It reminded me a lot of Princess Kaguya with just the the hand drawn animation styles the visuals were just phenomenal dude oh yeah. i think especially when they kind of weave in between like what a human sees and what like the wolf sees sort of like the the different visual aspects of that were really interesting when you get like the pov or the the transition from when they're like transforming between the two that was super cool really really well done and i just i just loved how they how they animated all of that for sure yeah it was very unique, and I've only seen one other film from the studio. Uh, like you mentioned, Son of the Sea, I think it was one of them. But they had one that came out, I think, two years ago called The Breadwinner. I've heard uh, of it, yeah. That one was nominated for an animated feature Oscar that of that year. It was really good. I, had, I remember checking that one out. Uh, but this one, I think, is so much better just because of... I just really like the story. It was a very interesting story of these wolf walkers. Uh, yeah, these definitely. People that they think it's like it's a mystical kind of being. It's like these people that when they sleep, they turn into a wolf, uh, and then they can kind of talk to wolves and control their packs and stuff like that. Um, and I just really got attached to the characters, and especially Robin, mm-hmm. the young girl that the movie follows. I just really liked her character, and I thought she was just a great protagonist and one that you really or following throughout the whole movie and really root for. And I just, I liked her character decisions as well. I was just like, okay, makes a lot of sense. And she's a fucking badass. <laughs> no, absolutely. Like she, she's kind of this girl that has no fear. Um, she's trying to do the right thing, but she's also like, she cares a lot about her dad because there's a lot at stake. If like 
he doesn't succeed if you know what i mean if she gets in trouble it's conflict with every character yeah absolutely like the conflict was real and and their character motives made sense he's trying to protect her because their mom isn't in the picture and it, it's just there were so many stories that conflicted and it just it just worked really really well i think that i think when it comes to these animated films we're so deprived of films like this and when they come around oscar season like we try to get them in and watch these ones but the movies that come out are like toy story or like how to train your dragon which great movies but you never see movies that are animated like this and i'm just i'm just glad that this came out on a stream platform and there's not as much content to see nowadays and we made time to watch this because it's something that you can really appreciate on an artistic level and just on a filmmaking level that they're able to make something that's so story driven and also visually just extremely pleasing like this one. So Yeah, no, absolutely. And the fact that uh we're just so used to CGI animation, uh, and this digital animation look that uh was you know, developed in like the mid to late nineties, maybe especially like Toy Story, the the computer generated look yeah. of the animated films and they've gotten so good to to be like photorealistic. I mean Toy Story Four. It was like that opening scene with the rain at night. It's crazy. It literally looked like they <laughs> took a camera and just took and just shot that at night somewhere, like on a street in New York. Like what the hell? It's literally insane. But when a movie like this comes out and it reminds you of those animation styles back in like the early nineties, late eighties and stuff like that, like the Iron Giant or something like that. Yeah. Uh, just movies that uh, just have so much more of, I wouldn't say more of an art craft, but just like... It's different. It's a just different, different thing to it's, appreciate. It's unique. It. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's it's something to really appreciate when it comes out uh, because they don't make movies like this that much anymore. And the fact that this has got a pretty wide distribution, I mean, Apple TV Plus is pretty massive. Uh, so I feel like a lot of people are going to see that. And I remember being on the home screen on the Apple TV and it was everywhere, like Wolf Walkers. Yeah, like, first thing yeah, that pops Google. up. Took up an entire um, sidebar of like three uh, tiles. And uh, that's how we ended up watching it because Brooke was like, oh, what's this? I'm like, oh, I actually have to watch this this weekend. Quick play. Nice. So nice. it worked out really well. And, what did she um, think of it? I'm sure she really liked this one. Oh, really, really liked yeah, it. Yeah. Just super unique. It was different, something that you don't really see every now and then. And the story does hook you. It's it's maybe a little bit cliche, kind of predictable. Like you could see yeah like it the story is i feel like has been done before the messages have been trying to get across in other films like about the same way but like it's still just the art form it, it's it's a movie to check out because of that yeah like almost like, almost alone it's it's so worth it so all, all movies it's, like it's this awesome. have the cliches um like with the the kind of the overprotective dad and then the girl kind of needs to be um a rebel and, and do her own thing to make sure that uh she saves the day or whatever you know what i mean um and exactly. and also i think there's other i couldn't think of any examples but i was sitting there thinking about my thoughts for this movie and think about it there's like it's an animated film there's a castle with like a bunch of non-believers right and then they're they're scared of something mystical and magical that's going on in the forest that's been done before right like a million times <laughs> have i am i am sure. i wrong but it doesn't really matter because this film is just it's it really is so unique with the animation style. The characters are are awesome. Um, and I think really anybody who who likes movies will latch onto this story um, on a human level. So I'm going to give it I'm going to give it four and a half out of five. I, I think it's just a very, very good movie. Unexpected for me. And I'll definitely be pulling for this one come Oscar season um, unless something else blows me away. So. I really liked it.
Yeah, this is by far my favorite animated film I've seen this year. I'm taking a quick look at my 2020 list to see what other what animated films there, have come out that I've seen. Because, I mean, it hasn't been a lot. I, I know that uh, I missed Onward. I didn't see that one on Disney+. Plus. Soul is coming I will out. definitely see it before the end of the year. Soul is one that I'm very excited for because uh, I've heard really good things about that. Uh, but animated feature, yeah, the only one that, I'd, that I've seen is... Uh, Scoop. Scoob, <laughs> and uh, there's nothing in my top. The one and only least, so. Ivan. No, that was live action. In uh, wow, that's it. This Scoob. is my first or second animated feature this year. Oh. It was yeah. So compared to Scoob, this movie is so much better. Uh, night and day. In fact, this movie, I don't I haven't placed it yet, but it's it's either my top one or two movie of the year so far oh wow uh, i love this movie uh if i rewatch it which i hope to do it could be a five out of five right now it's a four and a half out of five um i really really love this movie i thought it was fantastic yeah no i totally agree dude it was it was awesome so if you guys haven't seen wolf walkers definitely uh you know Find someone who has Apple TV Plus if you don't already. If you have an iPhone, you probably still have it from last year. Um, but it, I definitely recommend it. And uh, if you don't have Apple TV Plus, Apple did just come out with Apple's One program where you get like Apple Fitness, Apple Music, Apple TV, Apple iCloud storage, 30 bucks a month, share it with your family. Maybe you can watch this movie. All right. Check it out. Highly recommend. Not a sponsor. Okay. Not a sponsor, but a very good way to watch this movie if you want. And you want to work out and listen to like Dixie D'Amelio and stuff. Next week, it looks like only one big movie. Uh, there might be some movies that are kind of scattering out to VOD that may have gotten a theatrical run uh, a couple weeks ago. I'm not really sure, but I know that on Netflix, a pretty big one is coming out called uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, Chadwick Boseman Whoa. most likely is going to get a best leading actor Oscar nomination and Damn. could win it uh, based on reports that I've been hearing about the movie. Uh, I've heard it's really good. Viola Davis also might get an Oscar nomination and or win. So uh, huge. Yeah, I guess it has to do with jazz. I think it takes place in like the 50s or 60s or something like that. I uh, don't really know too much about it other than it's got some high caliber hmm. performances and some Oscar potential. So that's on Netflix December 18th. So Okay, yeah, that I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Um, and if there's anything else, we will uh, certainly cover it here on Mainstream Boy. But um, I have to say, make sure to check out our regular podcast. We just came out uh, with an episode on Saturday. So go ahead and check that out if you haven't already. And check back with us next Monday. Spencer, is there anything uh, you want to go ahead and uh, plug here, buddy boy? Uh, if you're on our Instagram, at those movie dudes, just vote in our polls every single weekend. That helps decide what we talk about on the main show every single week. Uh, and also, click that link in our bio. It's our link tree. And that can bring you to any uh, podcast sites that we're on, uh, whatever you have or whatever you listen to your podcast, you can uh, click the right one. And also it brings us to all of our letterbox lists. Uh, go follow us on letterbox because that's like the first place uh, you know whenever we post a review or what we thought about movies, movies that we don't even talk about in a podcast form. Uh, so right. give us all a follow. They're all in there. So letterboxed. Yeah, if you don't know what letterbox is, it's literally just – it's like a social media platform for movies, kind of, I guess. And you just post whatever you want, watch lists and reviews and whatnot. And if you don't even want to watch the podcast, go over there. You can see our thoughts, and there you go. Today um, was my 13th, <laughs> 1300th diary entry. Holy shit, dude. Yep. Good for you. 
been using a lot of letterbox oh yeah all right since 2017 well, god damn uh that's gonna do it guys um if we don't hear from you merry, merry christmas happy holidays happy hanukkah especially oh, well, we'll, we'll everybody check in before that you know but i just want to say it ahead of time you know we're it's a, i'm in the holiday spirit right now my christmas tree's glowing so uh yeah i'm gonna go eat some leftovers spencer i hope you have a good uh good week thank you Toodles. welcome talk to you soon bye Thanks for listening to Mainstream Boy. Make sure to head over to our Instagram and follow us if you haven't already. We're trying to get to 500 followers by the end of 2020, so if you enjoy the show, tell a friend or at the very least leave a scathing review on your preferred podcast platform. Stay safe during this upcoming holiday season, and as always, wash those fucking hands. <laughs>